I think it's just really a privilege to get to know these families and these mothers and see their strength and their Mm -hmm. wisdom and their tenacious love for their kids. It's really a privilege for me. I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tangible Truth Podcast. I'm so excited about this series on loving well, mothering for a lifetime. If you did not hear the intro last week with Brooke Smith and myself, please go back and listen to what we talked about. It was just the title, actually, Loving Well. So what we're going to be talking about for the next four series or next four weeks is actually mothering, but don't turn off the podcast if you're thinking, well, I'm not a mother, because all of us are going to be touched by these next four weeks. We're a neighbor of someone that might have been touched by miscarriage. We're a neighbor or a friend of someone that is a mother themselves or parenting a young one or knows someone that is in a step family or knows a single mom and we need to know how to minister to them or maybe you perhaps are a mother and you need some guidance and you need some encouragement. We're going to be talking about so many topics on the next for the next four weeks. I'm so encouraged by it. I have some wonderful guests with me today. I've got Karen Campbell with me today. Karen, we're so excited to have you with us. And I asked Karen to join us uh, because she, I work with Karen at a fellowship at Bentonville, and she is the director of the Special Needs and Disability, and you're going to be hearing from her in a minute. I am thrilled to have you, Karen. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Susan. And uh, we have back with us Megan Jones, who is always a wonderful guest with us. And we have Brooke Smith back with us and Carrie, my assistant for Tangible Truth, who keeps us all in line and all organized. And we wouldn't have a podcast without Carrie is going to join us today. But we are all going to just jump right in. And I'm looking so forward to it. So today we're going to start with parenting or mothering those children with special needs and disability, because we have such a wonderful person that can help us talk about that. And that's Karen Campbell. So Karen, we're going to start with you. Okay. Great. (laughs) And Karen, I'd just like to ask, how long have you been working with uh, children with special needs and disability? And just how, when you got started, what was your interest in that? Because you work with so many um, uh, moms and parents with special needs and disability. And that's really why I asked you to join. I thought about actually having a mom with a child with special needs because, you know, I work in that area, as does Megan, with you at the church. But then I thought, if I pick just one, I don't want to leave out another. And you you work with all of them. So I couldn't think of a better person to ask. So thank you for coming. And just share your heart in that with us a little bit. 
Thanks, Susan. So I um, have always loved children and particularly enjoyed working with kids with some differences in learning. I have a special ed degree from the University of Arkansas and then taught for 10 years, but I've been at fellowship for about 26 years now. Um, started off writing curriculum, but every kiddo that came through with uh, special needs, I was just very convicted that I wanted for them to love being at church. I wanted for their parents to be able to go to worship and not worry about their kiddos. And more and more, I wanted them to have really a heart to know Jesus. And so over the years, I began working to have a buddy for each of those kiddos so that they'd be successful at church and they would love church and their parents would just be able to really worship and know that they were loved and that they belonged there. And so over the years, we began adding kiddos and they began getting older and um, we continued to figure out what worked for them. So we had buddies and then we had some smaller structured classrooms. So over the years, I've worked with lots and lots of mamas and seen their just passion and protection and love for their children and also just um, have a real heart to know that they are loved well and supported well. Um, so it's been a really a blessing to be able to know their kids, their grown kids, um, and know those mamas. Yes. And, you know, Karen, when you and I were talking, when I asked you to, to join the podcast, um, what I noticed, you know, you've put me mainly in a room with solid windows where I can see the parking lot. <laughs> I didn't expect to cry uh, immediately, but I can see where the parents park their car and bring in their children. And what I notice every single Sunday is the parents of the children of special needs and disability, and I watch them bring them in. It is really, it takes quite some time to get out of a vehicle. They have other children. They get them out. They It's a true process to get the chair, if it's a wheelchair, if it's a whatever it is, to get that child out of the vehicle, get the family out, get the parents, you know, if it's a single mom, getting everyone out just to get in the building to get to the classroom. And all I'm thinking, I'm thinking people don't really understand if they don't see it. The sacrifice it takes every single day for the mom, and you and I were talking about this, it's just such a privilege to work with these children. It's just a privilege to love on them and to give, as you said, moms a break or parents a break, you know, and that's lovingly I say that when I say a break because, you know, they're sacrificially giving and then a privilege to care for the child. That's very true. The week that we were talking, there was a mom coming in. Um, she was she was by herself that day with her teenage daughter who was in a wheelchair and is nonverbal. And she was, as you say, taking the chair out, lifting her daughter, putting her in the chair. All that process, um, whether the weather is good or whether it's raining. And I stepped out with a mom and she said, you know, I thought about just staying home today, but my daughter loves being here. Mm. And so I didn't want for her to miss. Mm. And so just that sacrifice for her to go through all of those steps for her daughter so that she could be at church. Mm -hmm. So I agree. It's, it's, um, 
it's such a privilege. And I always feel like I am more blessed by being around our kids and teens and adults than I actually bless them. It's just, I always come away smiling or laughing or having learned something. Just, we have such amazing kids that I'm always, it's just remarkable to be able to have the chance to be with them on Sundays. Mm-hmm. There's so many different, you've got so, how many do you have in the program? Um, I think there are about, I think about 45 families in Bentonville. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's ranging from um, a baby up through adults. Mm-hmm. So just lots of opportunities to to love families. Yeah. In our church. At Fellowship Bentonville. Yeah, yes. at Fellowship, about 45. And that's a lot. I'm so, I'm so thrilled that they have an opportunity to be served. You Me know. too. Yes. Megan, your experience, too, working. Yeah, I mean, just even hearing you all talk, I think what's really coming to mind for me is how blessed um, my, my husband and I both do it together, which is really um, a pretty neat thing to get to do. Mm-hmm. Um, is that um, kind of like what you were saying, Karen, that every single time that we go and serve this group of children, or usually we're one-on-one, so we get one child at a time. I mean, I walk away blown away, first of all, of their knowledge and understanding Um and then also just what they, the love and the care that they hand to me mm-hmm. really just blows my mind. I mean, I cannot tell you how many hugs I get on a Sunday that I serve. Um, and and it just shows like their desire for connection, their desire to uh, feel like they belong and being a part. Um, all, all really can impact the, the whole system. Right. And so the more that I give and the more that I can sit with these children, they're there. They are. You're right, Karen, giving way more to me than I really am to them. Just even in the in the Bible studies, the way that they're soaking in is so different um, than maybe I soak in. It's like they it's like their eyes and their excitement expresses in their body um, so much. And so it's really just a privilege to be able to sit and watch these children take in what we can kind of converse with some of these children can't. Mm-hmm. And so they're showing it in different ways. And it's just an honor and a privilege to be able to sit with them and um, be able to take part in what they're learning and receive love back from them and also be able to provide it to them. It's just, uh, it just, it really sets me up for a different week. That's for sure. I, I 100% agree. I didn't know when we first joined the church, we didn't know where we were going to serve. And so we began to pray where we were going to serve, Steve and I. And that was the greatest need, mm-hmm. actually, of the church. And that's the reason. And God knew, mm-hmm. you know. And so Steve and I, too, you like Megan and, and Steve, her husband, Steve and I serve together. But another privilege that we have is our granddaughter serves with us, Adeline. And that is such a blessing to have our granddaughter. And she has so matured, even spiritually, as as she has served in this area. And uh, Karen has Steve and I serve together sometimes. And she divides us up sometimes for different reasons, because he's a physician and puts him in a different spot sometimes. And so it has been, yes, we receive so much more than we give. It is more blessed to give than to receive, as it says, but so much love, you know, in that, uh, Karen. So thank you so much for allowing us to serve. It's opened up our eyes, right? Yes, Brooke. As a friend with 
I have other friends that have children with disabilities and whenever they can take their children someplace and know and trust the people that they're handing their kids to parents of children with disabilities are having to advocate for their children constantly Mm -hmm. and again and again and again and sometimes without getting the reciprocation that they need for their kids so for them to be able to hand their kids over Mm -hmm. to somebody they can trust and know is going to love that child with their special needs and love them and in a way that is unique to that child Mm -hmm. That's enormous, and that parents can even trust their children mm-hmm. with you guys. That's huge. That's huge. Not mm-hmm. a lot of parents get to have that support. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Carrie. So I have friends that also have kids with disabilities. And one thing that I notice is a lot of times the other siblings become that person for them. So what's great about this is it not only gives the parents a break, but it gives those older siblings or younger siblings, however it falls, it gives them the chance to be a kid. Mm-hmm. It gets them the chance to go learn about Jesus in a way that works for them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a it's a family blessing, not even just like a mom or a parent blessing. Mm-hmm. I think it really blesses and gives that break to an entire family sometimes, depending on how many kids there are. Mm-hmm. Yes, all great points. And did you have another thing to say? I, did, I was going to say that just thinking about when Steve and I first decided to do special needs, it was on my heart. Again, we had a friend um, that we started being around their little girl and she really touched my heart. Um, and so I was like, I have to do special needs. Like I need more of these children around me. And Steve actually was super hesitant at the time. And it's really interesting to watch how he's even shifted. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't think his heart could take it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think what we have found out is that actually what starts to happen is I think healing happens inside of us with places that maybe we're stuck Mm -hmm. to. And these children is getting to go and serve this child every week you grow in relationship with them and connection with them and you grow deeper in love with them that all of a sudden it opens up space in in your own heart to be able to I think love differently all over the place right and so um, I just think it's kind of cool that we don't have to have um, all the best training um, no and no or I think that just getting to be around them and learning on the job really has impacted us and getting to to learn how to to love them. So that's been really cool for us. 100%. Did you have something else to say? I just wanted to say too, I think it changes the complexion of your your church body because when you begin to um, love people who are different than you and include them and learn from them um, and and, um, serve alongside them too, as we've seen some of our adults come to serve, just the things that I learn from our children and teens and adults with disabilities, I think it changes your church for the better to make you a a better place of worship and to see God more fully Mm -hmm. through those lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it doesn't have to be just in our church building Mm -hmm. that we serve these families. Like if we have these friends with children with special needs or disabilities, like for me, to say, I want to get to know your child and how to take care of them, what they are capable of and how I can encourage them in that rather than treating them as something that I don't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. I just engage with curiosity and say, Mm -hmm. hey, I don't I don't know how this goes for you guys. And I don't really know what to do, but I wonder if I can learn with you because I want to support you guys and I want to love your child well. That is the very best practical tip. 
I would say, is to be curious and to know, because I also have found working, which has been so good to work to find these things out. But those with special needs, moms that are single, especially single moms, but moms and dads too, but we're talking about Mother's Day in particular right now, so especially single moms with children with disabilities. When you are curious and want to know how can I help, that gives them a break. Mm-hmm. Like, please go to dinner. Please go with your friends. Because once you've learned what is the routine, how can I help? How do you put them to bed? How do you feed? If they, if there's a special, a special protocol mm-hmm. with that particular child, which there probably is, and you're willing to learn that so that that gives them time that they can go. Oh, my word, what a gift. What a gift. That's a true minute. You're ministering to that family or that single mom. And that's a that's such a blessing. You have just blessed your neighbor, your family member, your friend. And and I hear that. So do you, Megan, certainly Karen, when you're working with these with these children. That's a great, great practical tip. I think it can also be harder to see with children that don't have physical disabilities Uh that we can still engage with those that have invisible uh, challenges and and love them the same way. Absolutely. To be very curious Mm -hmm. and just to go out. Sometimes you're afraid. Yes. To ask and afraid to be here. Don't be. Mm-hmm. Just be curious. Just be curious. It'll lead to the very next thing. So what a great conversation. And it's although we've talked only about special needs and disability, this podcast, I think it's been a wonderful, interesting podcast, don't y'all? Absolutely. And I think it's been very powerful and very meaningful. I didn't want to cut it short, so I didn't. <laughs> Uh, Karen, do you want to say anything else uh, since this is your area before we close? Or are you good? I think it's just really a privilege to get to know these families and these mothers and see um, their strength and their mm-hmm. wisdom and their um, tenacious love for their kids. It's really a privilege for me. And so I I loved your comments, each of you, about just loving well and being curious and engaging with families that are affected by disability. And I think we can't end the podcast without saying that we also, on another practical note, this would be on a practical note, Karen, but I know you would agree, to help not just, as Brooke were saying, outside of the church, to help in any way that we can help them find resources outside the the, uh, church, in the community, help them find resources to help with their child dependent on that special need. Correct? Yes, that's true. And just that piece of community, just being community is so important. Yes, it is very important source of community. Okay. Well, thank you all for your comments. All of us commented on this one. That is very, very good. So I appreciate that. And stay tuned. We've got so many more topics to talk about. So listeners, stay tuned to the next three episodes. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.